www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are uh, you? I'm ready for sex with Jaya. In fact, know, let's just have sex during the show today, and it'll be a show about sounds you can make while having sex. Yeah? Yeah. You were kind of yawning while you were listening to me saying I was ready for sex with Jaya. No, I was just uh, stretching my jaw, getting ready for oral. Ah, okay. So you're, that's much better than the perception that you were yawning. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. It's all the frame. <laughs> <laughs> you were stretching your jaw, getting ready to give really good oral mm-hmm. sex. Perfect. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I just got my book today. I saw you showed me I got bits the, and pieces. The edited editing pages for the oral book. It looks good. It looks I'm clean. I'm really it looks excited about it. Cute little drawings. Yep. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Cute, cute little hum- drawings of hummers. <laughs> <laughs> today, though, we are exploring sexual energy. Your sexual energy. What exactly is your sexual energy? And what does it mean if you have a lot of it or a lack of it? Many people think sexual energy is linked to libido or attraction, but it's so much more than that. In today's episode, I'm going to help you understand more about your sexual energy, how to cultivate it, what to do with it. Listen in as I answer questions from listeners and offer tips, techniques, and tools for you. It's going to be an energetic experience. (laughs) Wow, dude, love. Had had a Kundalini awakening just now. Yeah, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing. You can also call into the show at any time and we can answer your questions, especially if it's in regard to sexual energy, since that's, that is the topic today. Mm-hmm. But first, it's disclaimer time. Music. <laughs> the content presented on this show is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the US FDA. The information and products discussed on the show are not in any way medical advice. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based solely on this informational content. Before making changes to your diet lifestyle, please consult your physician or naturopathic doctor. Using this informational content without first consulting your health professional is your right as a human being, and my guest and I assume no responsibility. I was trying to do the whole thing. Please do not apply the ideas and suggestions that you hear on this show if you're not willing to assume this risk. I was trying to do the whole paragraph in one breath, but I didn't quite make it. I want to go into like a joke thing of like use of this product or this information may cause diarrhea or (laughs) like the list of five thousand disclaimers. The end of like medicine. Diarrhea, instant death, uh, heads heads exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, but I don't know. People have had their heads explode, maybe. When they've had like a really good orgasm, it feels like their head's exploding. Feels like. Has anybody had actually exploded from an orgasm? I don't know. I mean, the penile head explodes all the time for men having an orgasm. The urethral head, I would say that, in both people. Men and women. Yeah. Not always with women, though. Not always with women. No. Okay. So, I want to talk a little bit about sexual energy, what sexual energy is. Do you love, what would you, I'm just curious, what would you define sexual energy as? Because I love picking on you. (laughs) There's the sexual energy, which is the thing that's spoken of in romance, which is that kind of attraction energy, like, oh, there's that buildup of anticipation, desire, um, 
erotic lust, that sort of energy. There's the energy that we're, I was just joking about with the Kundalini mm-hmm. stuff where you have, uh, Kriya responses to releases, Kundalini awakening, the Kundalini spiral flopping around, that kind of stuff. Um, and then there's just playing with the energetics of moving energy through your own or other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Which that, is similar to Kundalini. Yeah. Little, little mysterious and sometimes circumspect. Is that the right word? In my view. Mm-hmm. What about like sexual attraction to someone or someone who exudes sexual energy? What would you say about them? Well, sexual attraction to someone is the first one I was talking about. That mm-hmm. desire kind of thing. Sexual charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like that, somebody might say, oh, she just has tons of sexual energy. Yes. Or what about libido? Like my sexual energy is low today. Mm. Do you equate it with that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I have a lot of sexual energy. Mm-hmm. What does somebody mean when they're saying that? They want to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. See, I think that this is the thing is that people don't know what to do with their sexual energy. Yes. They get into... You know, I have a lot of sexual energy, which just, which could mean I have, I would like people to clarify, like, does that mean you have a lot of sex drive? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you're exuding some kind of like, I'm trying to attract someone. So I'm exuding like my, my sexual power, my sexual power, prowess, my goddess nature, mm. whatever that is for a woman, you know, or for a guy, like he just exudes sexual energy, mm. you know, like, like movie stars. I think a lot of movie stars exude sexual energy and that's why they're good at what they do. They have a certain charisma. They have a certain thing about them that just attracts people. Jack White, who I saw last night. Yeah. Definite sexual energy, but it's interesting because his audience ends up being like 70%, 80% dudes. Right. So. But I think sexual energy in some terms is not like, it doesn't mean it's not sex. It's right. It, it can be just something you exude that attracts people, mm-hmm. be it, be it something you're channeling into creativity, be it something that you're channeling into whatever you're doing. So, oh, I have to mention, cause I forgot about it. People who are listening right now who are like, wait a minute, where's Esther Perel? Uh-huh. <laughs> cause this show is advertised as being about mating in captivity and Esther Perel. Um, she couldn't make it at this time slot. So we actually pre-recorded earlier today and she will air the show with her will air next Friday, mm-hmm. June 8th. So be sure to listen in June 8th because uh, that show will actually be the show with Esther Perel. And it's a great one. It's a really good show. I wish we were airing it right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you have me for an hour talking about sexual energy. Which Who I'm could ask for more? And you know, this whole month, it's interesting because I think this whole month really, if it comes down to it, is about sexual energy. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a lot about sexual energy with Charles Muir we're interviewing, uh, about Tantra, Kelly Bryson talking about nonviolent communication. We got Pamela Madsen talking about the power of your pelvis and really cultivating and channeling sexual energy. So I think that that this whole month is really going to be coming down to like sexual energy and you said structures, right? Do you love? Yeah. Cause Esther gave us some really good structures. Structures for success. Yeah. So you're going to want to have structures for success for utilizing and building up and moving your sexual energy. Right. So when we talk about sexual energy, I think it's almost like when we talk about love, like love is this big, huge thing. I love you. Well, what does that really mean? Or I'm in love with this person or I love my child or I love my husband. 
what are all those things are different and there's loving healing energy. There's love energy has many, many facets and we all have felt that. I think sex energy is very similar. There are different types of sexual energy and knowing and being aware of and knowing what to do with it and what type are you feeling? All that kind of good stuff is really important because first we have to define, well, what is it? Is it just, is it, when you talk about sex energy, is it, I just have a high libido and I need to know what to do with that, all of that sexual energy horniness, <laughs> you know, like let's just call it in some cases, it's like, I'm, I need, I feel like I need to have sex. I need mm. for sex with something or something, whatever. Yes. Whatever <laughs> random object or beast is lying around. A vibrator, a hand, a person, you know. Mm-hmm. I need to do something with this sexual charge that mm-hmm. I have. And then there's sex energy that's like your creative energy. And some people would argue, well, these are all the same thing. But there's that creative outlet. Like like some people say, oh, I don't have a lot of libido, but I have a lot of sexual energy that I channel into something. I met a photographer who was photographing us. And uh, she said, you know, I don't, I don't really have any sex drive. I don't really like to have, like, I'm not really into sex, mm-hmm. but I love my creativity and I channel all of my sexual feeling into my work. And so that's another type of sex energy. It's like that creative life force energy. And then you've got the sexual energy that creates babies. That's a whole other type of energy life force you've got sexual energy like d love was talking about d love has is stretching his jaw again um <laughs> he's getting ready for that oral sex um that that sex energy that that rises up the spine that some people say you know awakens latent genius or is for enlightenment moving sexual energy throughout the entire body it's i i liken it's a sensation like moving the sexual sensation all over the body using your awareness using touch using breath using some of the tools that we talk about in transformational sex practices like Tantra and Taoism and, and those things. Um, there's sexual healing energy, which is a very different feeling from erotic sexual energy, right? I mean, like your intention behind the energy is to heal. So th- I think that's another b- really important point, which is the intention behind the sexual energy. Mm. Am I putting this sexual energy out to attract a mate? Am I putting this sexual energy out because I want to have sex? Am I putting this sexual energy out because I want enlightenment? Am I putting this sexual energy out because I want to heal something in my body? Why am I, you know, what is the intentionality around the sexual energy? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Dila? Uh, mine is always about me being the coolest dude ever. Yeah? Yeah. Attracting as many chicks as you can? That's what it's all about. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have a question here from a listener. I'm going to read it before we go to break and then we'll go to break and I'll come back and and answer this question. So question right now, my libido is clearly tied to my fertility. I'm always in my most sexual during the fertile phase of my cycle. And I'm really fertile person. I got pregnant with my first kid the first time I ever tried to get pregnant. When I finally weaned her and lost my pregnancy weight when she was two, my sex drive returned with a big bang and I got pregnant immediately again. And there's some more stuff in there. I'll skip it all, but she keeps getting, she has high sex driving, gets pregnant. High sex drive, gets pregnant. Um, this has been for the last seven years of my life. I had babies and now I have an IUD. I'm monogamous. I was always a really sexual person. My mother says I was masturbating to orgasm at six months old. And I'm proud of this, but here are my questions. What do I do with all this sex energy if I'm not getting pregnant? My body is built for breeding. It's crazy. I'm a little worried about what will happen to my sex drive if my body's desire to be pregnant continues to go unmet. 
This last cycle has been so intense after being with my newborn niece. My body was like, have a baby, have a baby now. And my period came on day 22 and I went into my fertile phase. The day of my period was over and I'm still fertile. So she's tracking her fertility, obviously, and linking it to like high libido, which is natural. I'm really struggling with this libido thing. I sort of love having my libido back and feeling sexual again, but it's also distracting and disorienting. I feel like how men describe viewing the whole world through a testosterone-laden porno lens. And I don't have time or space for it in my busy life of mothering two kids, really. Not in my loving, but not particularly passionate marriage, though we're in good communication about these issues, and are having sex. Not enough for me, though, and not kinky enough. He's very vanilla. (laughs) How does one live their sex goddess self while doing laundry and making lunch for the kids and working too hard and getting too little sleep and in a monogamous relationship? Polyamory has some appeal, but I feel like who has the time? (laughs) As you can tell, I could go on and on, but I'll stop here. Thank you for the work you do. Really excited to tap into some of your knowledge. Okay, so this is, again, like sexual. What I'm hearing is her sexual energy is linked to her libido. Like Mm. when she's saying, I have a lot of sexual energy, it's it's a libido uh, I want to have more sex, yes. but it's also tied into her fertility, which is about baby making. So I'm going to answer these questions and, and talk more about it when we return more sex with Jaya. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last for hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night jaya world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series guys learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring women Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Sensuality. Sensuality. Oh, oh. 
You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. I use aloe cadaver as my personal lubricant because it's certified organic, not full of tons of nasty crap, which you don't want to be absorbed through your hoo-hoo or your anus or your mouth or any of those places. D-Love is pulling bondage books off of my bookshelf. <laughs> yes, we, you can use the aloe cadaver for your bondage as well. It might make the rope sticky. Well, not on the ropes. That's a whole other show. Anyway, alocadabra.com. Use coupon code JAYA for 20% off. That's J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. So I had a question before break, which is kind of like, what do I do with my sexual energy if I'm not getting pregnant? So how do I how do I channel my sexual energy into something other than making babies? Well, she's already said she's on the IUD. So mm-hmm. if she's doing birth control, then she doesn't have to worry about the... Well, she's worried about what will happen to her sex drive. If she doesn't get pregnant, like, is it just going to keep going through the roof? I think is what she's worried about. She wants it to calm down. Yes. Because then her next thing is I'm struggling with the whole libido thing because I have the whole view of the world through testosterone lens and I don't have time or space. You know, I got kids, I got laundry, I got whatever. My husband's not kinky and wanting to have sex all day. I'm I'm mixed up because it sounds like she wants more sex. Right. She's just not getting the sex, and but she doesn't want to have more baby. Um, You're confused by the questions. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Like I think I think she's got a mixed thing going on. Mm-hmm. She likes her high sex drive. She doesn't want it to go away, but then it sounds like it's too much for her to handle. Right. And she can't get her needs met the in, way she wants them met inside in the of her relationship. Right. So I would give her first some tools to channel her sexual energy. So what does she do with all the sexual energy? I would learn some transmutation techniques. Mm-hmm. Breath can be one of them that really helps. Um, moving the sexual energy from her genitals up. You know, when I work with a sex addict, not saying that this person's a sex addict, but when I work with somebody who's just like, I have to have sex, I have to have sex, it's a need, 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 because I have all this energy. Well, let's move it through the body. So one of the ways I, I like to do that is, to actually squeeze the root, squeeze your pelvic floor muscles, take a deep breath in, draw it up your spine and into your head, hold the breath, hold the contraction, take a sniff of air, and then exhale and let that go. And that's just a simple, like, keep doing that so you f- kind of feel like the sexual energy is actually moving through your body because mm-hmm. it's it's hard. Sometimes it doesn't want to go up, you know? It, like, wants to stay down there. It's hard to, to draw it up. Um, and, you know, sometimes maybe doing some self-pleasure, is a way um, to sort of dispel it. So it's not necessarily having sex with a partner, but you're doing a self-pleasure practice. Mm-hmm. You're cultivating, you're learning, you're doing, you're doing time every day where you're self-pleasuring. She, you know, she's like, I don't have time for this sexual energy. So I'd say create time for this sexual energy, channel it into something, channel it into the laundry, <laughs> channel, <laughs> right. channel it into art, channel it into something for yourself. Um, that's creative. Does do you like my question would be do you have a creative passion? Mm-hmm. Is it photography? Is it art? Is it writing? Mm-hmm. And somehow channel that sexual energy 
into something that doesn't have to be about making a baby, about making a baby or about your partner or, you know, it's part of the theory on the sexual energy is it is creative life force. It is, it it is the most creative life force because it creates your body wants to create babies. Right. So create something else. Change create the spiritual it. baby, as they say in like Taoist, like the white tiger's practices. I say, you know, look into the white tiger's practices. They talk about how to create the elixir of immortality. You can use that energy to actually make yourself more youthful, more of a conscious human being mm-hmm. um, by using it to create what we, they call a spiritual baby in yes. your womb, where right. you're just you're you're churning that energy. Mm-hmm. And there, there are certain techniques that you can do to do that. Mm-hmm. Are you do you love? Are you like totally like what spiritual babies? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it's like creating that seed of manifestation. So another thing is like awesome. You have all this. Other people have a problem cultivating it. You have all this sexual energy. Use it to manifest things in your life. Read chapter eleven of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, start a corporation. <laughs> yeah, start a business. I mean, she, she, she's saying like she's so she doesn't busy. have time. So. Um, you know, channel it into your work, channel it into parenting, channel it into being the best human being you can possibly be. And, uh, keep communicating with your partner. If you want to channel it into sex, just keep communicating with him and get a drama out of his shell. You know, maybe he doesn't feel safe getting into more of the kinky stuff mm-hmm. or just, it's a world that he's nervous about. Right. And, and, you know, I think we've learned some good things on the show about getting sex that you want, not criticizing, making sure that you're coming with not, not just, I want to have more sex, but what about the sex? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What need or what needs are being met with the sex? Mm -hmm. Is it connection and intimacy? Cause maybe he can meet you even more so on that level. Is it. Um, this physical driving need of your libido where you really need to have sex. Well, uh, maybe that looks like shorter time periods of having sex together, but that you plan it and you schedule it and you're getting that libido hit that you Mm -hmm. need. Mm -hmm. And that it doesn't have to be about making babies. Yeah. Stay on the birth control. Right. All those things. If you don't want to have more babies. And it would be interesting, too, to see what, what happens as you go through menopause later in life. Like, will there be a major libido dip when you're no longer fertile mm-hmm. since it's so linked? Mm. Um, I'd be curious to see what, what happens there. Not putting that out that that may happen, but just um, that it is, it's natural, actually, for our sexual energy and our sexual cycles to change throughout our menstruation, you know, throughout having our periods and when we're ovulating, it's going to be higher because there is that possibility of making babies. I just want to have so much sex when I'm ovulating. You do. do you, mm-hmm. know? you want to have so much sex when I'm ovulating. Mm. You, and you, you know when I'm ovulating because you get more Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and, our pheromones change. All kinds of things change. It's not just about the sexual energy, but yeah. the sexual energy is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, the pheromones, which came, First, the chicken and the egg. The pheromones create sexual energy. The sexual energy create the pheromone. The sexual energy of life wanting to come forth. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the next question. First of all, let me say that your work is extremely interesting and quite pertinent in today's world. Like Montauk Chia says, Montauk Chia is a Taoist teacher. If we were more comfortable with, if people were more comfortable with their sexual sexuality and their sexual energy, 
was used positively, the world would be quite a different place. I know all about the microcosmic orbit. I'll tell you what that is in a second. And the like. And I maybe not have mastered non-ejaculatory orgasms, but I'm well on my way to that. Actually, I've gotten to the point that when I do ejaculate, I'm very disappointed because I want to use my sexual energy for creativity. And not ejaculating permits me to pleasure my partner, which much more, which is way more interesting than just ejaculating. Question is, through though life is much more interesting and my mind is quite sharp on all fronts when my sexual energy is high, and that's like most of the time, I find it hard not to think too much about sex, and I sometimes lose the spiritual aspect of it all. I tend to start having a more primal focus thought, which is okay in a certain way because I have to welcome what is happening, whatever it does. But I would like to know how to better channel the sexual energy so the vibe remains a love spiritual In other words, to put it crudely, how can I prevent my horniness from drifting my focus into less spiritual and more primal, shall we say lower level things like more kinky fantasies? Because I've always had a very strong libido and it gets to the point where, for example, I start fantasizing on all the women I meet. Sometimes it tends to prevent me from concentrating on what I have to do. It's not to the point that I can't work, for example, but I basically think I'm thinking too darn much about sex and it (laughs) unconcentrates me quite often. But I love being in a state of sexually charged tension. Life is so much more interesting. It's the energy of life. I just want to learn to channel it for better creativity, mind power, attraction, etc. Bluntly speaking, when I have an erection, I feel connected to God, especially when I make love to my partner. It's always been a mystical experience for me, self-pleasuring or lovemaking with a partner. I'm a Scorpio (laughs) with his Taurus rising, so the sex axis is strong in my energetic makeup. Can you offer advice, book, video, seminar, etc.? All right. We love you're laughing. Um, so, and, and I love that he says he's a Scorpio because it's so true. That's why I'm attracted to Scorpios. Because they want to have sex all the time? They have higher sex drives. Mm. I wonder where Scorpio is. Anyway, that's astrology. We'll have to have an astrology show. Sex in your astrological sign. Um, okay, great. You know, I can tell that this person obviously knows what they're talking about a little bit, talking about Montachia, the microcosmic orbit, and they're already doing some sexual energy practices. I, of course, would, my first question would be, well, what are the practices that you're doing that aren't working that, mm. you know, you feel like you need to go further? Or what, you know, what, what have you done? What mm-hmm. has worked and what hasn't worked? Um, so let me explain the microcosmic orbit for people who aren't familiar with that, which is there's a channel, energetic channel that runs from your perineum between your scrotum and anus, guys, and for women um, between the vaginal opening and the um, anal opening. Some people say it's on the vaginal wall. Uh, high on the vag- vagina, about two inches, somewhere in there, um, near the cervix. So there's a couple different schools of thought on where that ex- actually starts. It goes up the back of the spine, comes up over the top of the head to the center of the forehead, and then links up with the front channel, which is the roof of your mouth, and goes down to back down to the perineum. So it creates a circuit called the microcosmic orbit. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you want to have those open, those channels open and functioning. I actually just listened to this doctor speak with fascinating, uh, he was talking about interference fields and how anything interfering in those fields really uh, is detrimental to people's health, like scar tissue, especially uh, because the energetics can't flow properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to do a session with him. I'm all yeah. excited this month. Going to clear oh, no, some next month. scar energy for you. Yeah, right? going to clear some some of my scar energy because the scars leave an energetic signature. So this is really fascinating to me. So I'm I'm all excited about it. Anyway, um, 
so, so back to, I missed it. Back to, um, the question and, oh, we have to go to break. That was what was going on. Um, so I have to go to break. I have to answer the questions after the break. We'll leave you at a cliffhanger. (laughs) Okay. More sex with Jaya when we return. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya uh, we are back. The love. He's lying on his back reading bondage books. <laughs> it's an interesting day in the studio today. It's an interesting day in the studio, we must say. We've been doing a lot of pre-records today, so we're a little loopy. We've had a lot of sex with Jaya today. Uh-huh. <laughs> we need some real sex with Jaya. Yeah, you need some real sex with Jaya? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be up for it? Are you going to be up for the occasion? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> okay, I'm going to answer this question. So we were talking about microcosmic orbit. I explained what that was. So this this guy, so what I think the question is, is that's in there is, okay, well, how do I really channel all this sexual energy? I'm good at cultivating it. Did he say how, how old he is? No, he didn't. I'm guessing he's in his 20s. You think so? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I would think older, much older. No. No? Okay. So 20s, 50s, whatever, <laughs> whatever age you are, listener. Um, I would, uh, you know, my big thing would be what are the techniques that you're using to channel your sexual energy? Um, and, and also, like, not judging where you're at. Like, don't judge the horniness. Don't judge. Do you love your so distracting me with that book? He's looking at <laughs> all these crazy sexual pictures. Um, so I'm having a hard time answering this question because <laughs> he's distracting my sexual energy from being fully <laughs> present on the airwaves here with this question. That's Thank a you. good example. Thank you, Dilo. You're welcome. Bring my sexual energy back to the present moment, mm-hmm. not to the book that you're looking at. Um, and what are the techniques that you're doing? So one of the techniques I gave earlier, which is just using breath, Use breath, sound, movement. Laughter is a really good way to transmute sexual energy to kind of move it through you. Get some kind of fun hobby that you can put your sexual energy into. Mm-hmm. Be it painting, be it dancing, be it something. The reason I say, you know, that sexual energy just runs courses through the young male for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it sticks with some men as they get older, especially if they're cultivating it. But it is blindingly distracting when you're a teenager and in your 20s as a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can speak to that, D-Love. Yeah. What did you do with it? I was a silly 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably jerked off a lot, <laughs> uh, obsessed on women, um, ran my life all over the place in pursuit of these women that I wanted to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. So I was a mess. You don't look at that as an example of channeling <laughs> that sexual energy. Because I'm not a man, you know? And yeah. so, like, to hear that, like, to hear, wow, it's, like, really <clears throat> distracting. You're chasing girls. You're, you know, you're you're feeling like you have to masturbate all the time. Everything is about sex at that age, especially. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm guessing he's in his 20s or maybe 30s. Because um, mm-hmm. it sounds like it, it is to the point of distraction. You know, he can yeah. keep his job together, but it, he's still <laughs> uh, highly distracted by it. So, so from an older perspective, like say you were speaking to yourself at that age, mm-hmm. what would you, what advice would you give some, someone to channel their sexual energy? Well, I would probably advise me to, he's already doing a lot of this stuff, but mm-hmm. learning about, uh, um, sexual technique as well. Like when you are in that position of being the lover, how do you be the best lover that you can. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, extend your own sense of pleasure with orgasm, with touch, with uh, not coming to ejaculation all the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, some of that energy just kind of needs to get burnt off as a young mm-hmm. lad. Running. Running, jerking Exercise. off. Exercise. <laughs> Running while you're jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're funny. You're funny. You're funny. So, you know, I, I say just don't judge yourself. Even if you're thinking about sex, I think about sex 24 hours a day. It's my job. That's another thing. You could become a sex educator. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could do it as your job, but having techniques and really knowing how you're moving the sexual sensation through your body. So getting some kind of tantric practice, getting a Taoist practice that you do every day, the five Tibetan rites. That's a good practice to do. 
If you were a woman, I'd say the Vajrayogini practice. That's a great practice to do. But look at and research some of these practices. Um, the Ipsalu Tantra daily practice. To use that, not just to cultivate the sexual energy, but to know, really know how to transmute your sexual energy through your body. And it sounds like you really want to use this energy. You know, it's not just like, I, he doesn't want to jack off. He doesn't want to just expel it that way. He wants to really use it. So I'd say, you know, learn how to channel it up your spine to awaken that latent genius. Learn how to, to really move it. Cobra breath is a really powerful breathing technique. If you don't know cobra breath already, uh, again, the absolute tradition, they teach cobra breath. Um, and that's, that's the lineage that I was from. But learning that breathing technique, and unfortunately, I can't give it to everybody over the airways because it's, it's a tradition that's passed down in a very particular way. So um, you can look into going to like a level one workshop or finding one of the absolute practitioners who does teach the cobra breath technique. I'd say that, that that is a very powerful way to learn how to transmute energy, and there are different levels of that breath. I'm uh, at a level three practitioner of that that breathing technique, and it really does work for manifestation and for power and really creating things in your life, that charisma, all of those things. So it will help you move the sexual energy in different ways. And then look at, like, where are you blocked? You know, maybe you can move your sexual energy to your heart, but then it doesn't go any further. Maybe you can move it to your throat, but it doesn't go any further. Like, where is your sexual energy, even though you think maybe you're transmuting it, is it still staying stuck in your genitals? Because what I love to look for is when I'm looking at a man, let's say he has an erection, and if he's really transmuting his sexual energy, it's like he's sipping it out of his penis, and it's okay to lose your erection. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're, you're sipping all the sexual energy up and through your body, and then to get the erection again. So that's one of the ways that I know sometimes it doesn't always happen, but it happens usually when you're first starting to learn these practices, is that you actually lose your erection, and then you regain it as you start over again. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, when I'm teaching somebody new, that's one of the symbols that I know. Oh, you, we're doing it right. You lost your erection. The man's like freaking out. I lost my erection. <laughs> that's okay. It's supposed to happen. You were mm. sipping all the sexual energy out of your penis, mm. out of your genitals, removing it through other parts of your body. Okay. Let's go to the next question. Do you have suggestions for women who would like to introduce daily practice cultivating female sexual energy that can be done for five to ten minutes each day? Very specific. Very. Something that can be done five to ten minutes a day. Um, you know, the, the number one practice I'd say for practicing cultivating female sexual energy that I like is, and, and every woman has to find their own thing that they like. So there are many different practices out there, but I really, really love uh, the Vajrayogini practice. It was something practiced by the tantric Tibetan nuns. We did do a show on that. So you can go back through the archives and, and listen to that. Just search Vajra Yogini um, with Lexi Fisher. Is that a five to 10 minute practice? No, that it's is longer. not a five to 10 minute practice, but you can take elements of it. You mm. know, just take five of those practices and, and do them. Do each one for a minute or 10 mm. of them and mm. do each one for a minute. Um, another one that I love is the absolute Tantra Kriya tradition, which I just talked about. And I believe their website is tantrabliss.com. And um, they have a practice that you could do for five hours or you could do it for five minutes. So literally sometimes, some days my practice is five minutes. It's activating the body. Maybe I'll get up and shake and jump around and dance for a minute. It's stilling the mind. Just watch my breath for 30 seconds a minute. It's arousing sexual energy. I do some kegels or maybe, you know, play with my clitoris a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then moving the sexual energy through the body, just a deep breath in, contract my pelvic floor muscles, take a sniff, exhale, release. 
Um, and then the final piece is playing in the space. So whatever I choose to do, the whole rest of my day can be playing in the space. But mm. that's a very quick, I mean, that could be very quick. That could be done in five to ten minutes for mm. sure. Mm. I recommend taking more time, of course, with your body. But um, that that's something that can be a daily practice. It's mm. every day you're cultivating your feminine sexual energy. Uh, another thing that's very, very, like a personal practice of mine is actually erotic trance dance. Mm. You could find a five to ten minute song, put on a blindfold um, and, and use your iPad and maybe put some pillows around so that you know you're not going to fall over because nobody's watching you since you have a blindfold. Mm-hmm. Um, crank up the music and, uh, and dance for mm. five to ten minutes, but do it nude mm-hmm. and use the skills of touch, sound, breath, movement um, to really move sexual energy and cultivate the sexual energy. So the way that looks for me is I, I touch my body all over and I breathe in a very particular way. Um, let's do the breath of fire that I learned, which is two sniffs in through the mouth and one exhale out. So while I'm doing that, sometimes I even make sound. And I'm touching myself and doing all kinds of different touch all over my body. And I usually do it nude, which is what cultivates the erotic energy and um, use some kind of intention going into it. I'm really, you know, today I'm intending to move my body to, you know, move through any sexual blocks or really move sexual energy through my body. That this is a really practice and it can be one song. It can be one song or it can be 30 minutes. Mm. But I breathe, the more you breathe, the more you feel. Move, use rhythm in the music, use something tribal. Don't put on like, you know, Somebody that I used to know, which seems to be a theme song at our house. <laughs> Celine Dion or something. <laughs> or something. But something that usually doesn't have words, something with a really nice trance rhythm, and, and do this. I made a video of it, but I haven't put it out yet. One of these days. The right timing. Right timing. We'll put when it you're up. 60. When I'm 60. Um, that's, you know, that's a big personal practice for me, is the breath, the sound, the movement, the touch, with a blindfold and really good music. Um, Vajrayogini and Ipsilu Tantra, those are the three most powerful ones I'd say, and they could all be done five to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Next question. <laughs> I like checking them off my list. Couple minutes till break. Oh, we have a couple minutes till break. So I'll read this before we go to break and then I'll answer it when we come back. For a long time now, sexuality has been a big issue for me when relating to my spiritual life. A reason why I'm still a virgin and have never had any other contact with a man other than hugging or kissing on the cheek. Part of me knows it's because I'm scared due to my lack of confidence and being able to do it right. But another part of me has stopped me from having relationships with guys because I worry over about doing it with the right person, a person with whom I feel a deep spiritual connection. Some would say that this is me taking things too seriously, but it is an idea that has been building in my head for the past few years and a big part of my outlook on my sexual life, if not the main part. Going back to the conflict I'm currently having in my head. This is causing me lots of depression and anxiety. So lately, my commitment to spiritual relief is growing. And and so I'm coming across many teachings and practices. Many of them, as you probably know, talk about the total detachment from the physical world and so tell to become independent of our bodily needs in order to achieve happiness. This theory hasn't fully convinced me as I feel that as indeed we are in this world for a time and we should use our body only because it gives us more of a reason why we should be here in the first place. In my exploration, I came across Tantra and Taoism, and they seem to support this idea of mine. Moreover, in this time of difficulty, I was and still am 
feeling a lot of sexual energy in my body. It started off by thinking about how to do things the right way and so fantasizing about making love in a sexual life. I then feel the need for self-pleasure and came across your video. And so for the first time, I gave myself a bit of self-pleasure by stimulating my clitoris. Despite it feeling good, I felt very guilty and also sad because I felt a lot of reaffirming of the fact that I have to do it myself and I'm not in any love relationship. Nonetheless, obviously my body asked for more and I really want to truly believe it's good for me and in a spiritual way. And having listened to your very inspiring videos, I had the feeling that maybe you could teach me more about this self-pleasure and sexuality as you seem to have quite a deep knowledge on the topic. I would like to thank you for the confidence you display, which helps me see the true beauty of sexuality, not the negative aspects society likes to label it with. You have opened my eyes, but I need your help to keep them wide open. Okay, we have to go to break. When we come back, I will answer this question. More sex with Jaya. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're back, and I'm answering a question from someone who I think is feeling a lot of sexual shame. Hmm. You know, the spiritual traditions are telling her sex is bad, the body's bad, we have to transcend above our bodily needs and desires. And in tantric practices and Taoism and some of the sacred sexual shaman practices, the body is actually a vehicle through which we attain enlightenment. The body is actually a vehicle through which we move our sexual energy to 
create more of a conscious state of being. And the act of sex can be a spiritual act in and of itself. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a book called Transcendent Sex that talks about all kinds of people having these experiences of God and experiences of something. I, I have people who have been atheists on my table who are like, I just experienced God <laughs> for the first time. That's a sales. That's a good sales tactic. Is that a good sales tactic? Well, I'm, I'm not trying you to can, sell anything. You can see God. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell anything, but you can go to redhottouch.com. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. But no, seriously, people have been on my table who said, you know, claim that they were atheists, and then they they had this experience of mm. something bigger than themselves or something spiritual happening. So there is a link between erotic practice and I think erotic practice done in a very specific conscious way in the transformational sex aspect that can connect us deeply to our spirituality. And, you know, this is coming from, I think, a young person. Mm-hmm. And so I she would say... she's a virgin? Yes. Okay. Still a virgin. So there's a lot of importance around the act, the first act. And I would, you know, I would honor that part of yourself, that mm-hmm. you want to have that first experience with somebody where it it feels honored, it feels like you're cherishing that moment. Mm-hmm. And, it feels um, like it's with somebody you love. I mean, if that's important to you, I found out that for me, you know, I only had sex with people that I loved. And then I had an experience where I had sex with someone who I didn't love. And I found out in that experience, like, wait a minute, I need to have sex with people that I love. It's just like what I what I'm honoring in myself. But this speaks to the where I was also headed, which is, Making too making it too important or too precious mm-hmm. may just uh, this, this that learning curve. It's like you may have a sexual experience with this person, may have that first sexual experience and be disappointed by it, or it may be the best thing ever. But no matter which way it goes, she's going to learn more about who she is and what she wants in sexual relationship with mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. And I'd say have a sexual relationship with yourself first. Mm. And it sounds like you're on the way to do that, like. Learn about your body, learn about what you like, learn about what pleasures you and use your sexual energy, use, use your practice, have a sexual practice that's part of your spiritual practice. They don't have to be two separate things. The sexual energy that you create in masturbation or fantasizing and having a healthy fantasy life, this is all healthy. I don't want you to feel guilty or shameful it's healthy and it's okay for you to have a sexual relationship with yourself. You don't need a partner to do that. Cause another thing I hear in her is I'm sad because I don't have a partner. Mm, right. And I think it's great for you to explore with yourself first. And there, there's nothing sad about that. You're loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You're having that relationship with yourself. You're learning how to cultivate your sexual energy and move it through your body and awaken the spiritual aspects of yourself through your own self exploration. So that relationship with yourself and loving yourself in that way is okay. And nothing to be ashamed of or feel guilty about or feel like something's wrong or damaged or broken in you. And option number three, you can just call me. (laughs) (laughs) And he loves volunteering himself to help you. Yeah. Um, You know, and that, that actually isn't a bad idea. Not, (laughs) but, but having someone, you know, maybe it, maybe your first sexual experience isn't necessarily about, Love and the loving connection. Maybe it's more about just learning and mm. you find someone you trust and feel really good about that. It's just a, and I would say someone who's older than you in this situation, who knows these things, who has the knowledge and to seek out those people who could maybe help you. Someone who's a, who's a practitioner mm-hmm. of some sort, um, or a healer in some way. And, and be very careful with that too. Cause there are people who say they're healers and aren't. 
Yes. But, you know, looking maybe at a sexological body worker or someone who can just help you coach you having like a little co- a coach. Mm. Um, and and then, you know, when you are with someone that you feel really connected with, then it, then it's going to be a beautiful thing. You know, I think you're you're in your right mind when you get there and and when you're ready, you'll know it. And it's OK. It's OK to I, I have people who wait. Do you love you waited until you were in your 20s? I don't know if I waited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have your first. Uh, I didn't make it till I was. Uh, no, it wasn't my 20s. It was 19. Yeah. Late bloomer in terms of the usual stories I hear from friends. Yeah. Well, I'd say even like in their twenty, in your twenty twenty three, if you're still a virgin, that's okay. I mean, we think well, it's, it's all the okay. end. It's we think it's the end of the world. Yeah. And when you're that age, I remember being that well, age and being like, oh my god, twenty three. You waited to have sex until twenty three. As a guy at twenty three, so much of that sexual energy, that desire is like it starts to interrupt your ability to just have a conversation with a girl, <laughs> <laughs> like and be normal. Yeah. Well, if, unless you know how to cultivate and move it and transmute it. So this is another thing is like, you know, you said you, you got this sexual energy from thinking about things. It's like, great. Use that. Don't squelch your sexual energy. Even if you're not going to have sex, even if you decided that you wanted to be celibate for the rest of your life, use the sexual energy to manifest things in your life. The the Tibetan Buddhist monks and nuns, they use their sexual energy. They don't necessarily have sex with people, but they imagine a consort that they're making love to. They cult, they don't make that energy bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, we make it so bad or wrong. So that would be my first word of advice to you is just don't make it bad or wrong. Use it, cultivate it, move it through your body. And if you don't have a partner, don't judge that. It's great to be practicing on your own. And when you get a partner, awesome, especially if it's somebody who you feel is connected and right and it feels good in your heart. You'll be ready for them. You'll be ready. Exactly. And there won't be any like question about what to do. You can learn all that. You can learn what to do. That's the easy part. You know? Okay. Well, it's the end of the show. Dum, da-dum, 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 all this stuff about sexual energy. Yeah. If you want to find out more about sexual energy, you can go to my site, sexisyou.com. You can also uh, visit redhottouch.com to learn more about my videos and DVDs. But I do, I did a video with Ray Stubbs called The Path of the Sexual Shaman. Actually, he made it and I was in it. But um, that, that video I would recommend for learning how to cultivate more sexual energy mm. and practices on doing that. You know, thoughts are one way to cultivate more sexual energy. Just having people talked about it. I think about sex mm-hmm. often. Use your B spot, your brain. Think about sex. Mulabanda, meaning the, the root contractions, the root locks, contracting and relaxing the muscles of the pelvic floor. That builds sexual energy. The gesture of the horse, Aswini Mudra, is a technique that builds sexual energy. The horses flick their tails, race horses, before they're about to go off, and that's because they're pumping the muscles of their pelvic floor. Hmm. And, you know, they're... S factor, I would recommend S factor.com. That's Sheila Kelly's work to help you get in touch with for women, you know, their sexual energy, the absolute practice. I mentioned Vajra Yogini for women, um, Ray Stubbs's work. So there are lots of different things to teach you how to cultivate your sexual energy. But the big important thing is not just cultivating it, but then knowing how to channel it, how mm-hmm. to transmute it, how to move it through the body, how to tra- channel it into other things that you're doing, be it making love, be it, creating art, be it making a baby, whatever it is that, that you know what to do with the sexual energy, what you've cultivated it. For most of the people who wrote in, it wasn't a matter of, I don't have any 
libido or I don't have any sexual energy. How do I get some? It was more about what do I do with it? With all the sexual so, energy you got. Yeah. So think good thoughts, make love, breathe, move, all those good things. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya today. Have you? I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.